Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That was a moment for Gary Cole when he was talking with the media, but the, the bigger moment was what happened when he did face Josh Donaldson, mano a mano, on the field last night in Minnesota. The Yankees beat the Twins a 9-6, but Gary Cole was the starter, and you know Josh Donaldson was the guy that, that called out, this is about a week ago, called out when they were talking about you know the, the the spider tack and all the different things that pitchers are using to get better grip on the baseball. And Donaldson was the one who named names, named Garrett Cole by name. So it became like, okay, what's going to happen now when Garrett Cole faces Donaldson in the game last night? Well, what did he do? Struck him out, stared him down. Next time, struck him out, stared him down. There was some talk about would he throw at him, would he hit him, would he send a message that way? He sent the message a different way by striking him out. And Garrett Cole, after the game, was asked if there was a little more satisfaction in those strikeouts. You know, he's a former MVP, big cog in the lineup, two-hole important spot for us to, you know, really try to attack and, you know, keep neutralized if we want to keep runs off the board. So, you know, just the satisfaction of executing those those pitches in that spot, put our team in a better position to win, was enough. That was enough. The satisfaction was enough. Josh Donaldson, after the game, asked if he regretted Regretted making those comments about Garrett Cole. No, I don't. I don't regret anything that I've said. I mean, I, you know, first off, when I say something, it's it's been thought through before. Uh, it's not just something on a whim. I would say this: with Garrett Cole, he was the first guy to pitch since the suspensions had happened, and he's the first guy that you could see spin rates going down since Garrett. Since that, and we're going off an interview that was done what four or five days ago. Uh, there's been 12, 12 or more guys already whose spin rates have magically dropped in the last week. So it's not just Garrett Cole. First off, I want to get that out. <laughs> Wanted to clear that. But still, for Cole, he threw uh, four of his six fastest pitches of the season, and two of those fastballs were 100.4 and 100.2, and they were both to Donaldson. Clearly a little something behind those pitches. I mean, that's the best revenge, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Throwing at him, throwing at him, at him. you know, expected, right? Thing. Yeah. Why would you throw at him, right? I mean, it's just, well, that's a baseball thing. Yeah, but the baseball things are stupid. You know that. <laughs> all these unwritten rules and all that. Just all right. Go out there and take care of business like he did when he got on the mound. Fanny twice out. See and, you later. And the stare down, the stare too. down. That, that's I mean, that's the part each time though. The strikeout, but the stare downs after each that's one. That's so funny though. You can stare me down and strike me out, but I can't try. If I try on around the bases, I got to run. If I run. You know, I don't run fast enough is a problem. If I walk, it's like baseball just a little confusing. Yeah. I'm with you, yeah. Man. But you like it when it's a little aggressive like this. And, you know, you asked me a question of, of you know, like, power rank the people I've worked with, right? Yeah. One of the guys no, be at the very, asked you, actually. I asked you. One of the guys be at the, the very top of this list is the guy who's joining us right now, Rick DiPietro, host of DCR and ESPN 98.7 FM in New York, a former number one pick. Now we got another number one pick now joining us on the show right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, goalie for the New York Islanders, and we will get to them in a moment. But Rico, also a huge baseball fan. So, Rick, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Were you, were you satisfied with the stare down more than maybe a brush back or even hitting Josh Donaldson with the pitch? If it was me personally, and, and you know me well enough, I'm probably going to throw at Donaldson. Yeah. Because, I mean, why, why is my name the first name out of your mouth? And you know what the best part of this is? Having worked on, you know, the executive committee with the union, they, they got to – they got a collective bargaining agreement coming up. You don't think the owners are loving every second of this right now? Players going after players. They'd love every minute of it. But he did exactly what I expected him to do. That's not who Garrett Cole is. 
I actually thought if anyone was going to hit Donaldson, it would have been at the end of the game. Donaldson actually made the last out, and it, it was Brooks Krisky, and he was struggling in that moment to get me out of here. I would have been the hero, and I would have hit Donaldson if I was him. <laughs> do, that, do that for your fellow pitcher. No doubt about that. But, but it's this thing like he was just talking about, the unwritten rules of baseball, and that is something that – and we'll get into what Pete Alonso said in a little bit here, but the fact that pitchers say, well, we need that, that – extra you know grip on the baseball so we can get control of it but clearly once you now have that ability to bend a rule you'll bend it as far as you can yeah i think that's what it is though i mean the the problem with the unwritten rules and this is funny because it's actually one of the written rules i mean it's a rule with the foreign substances but it was kind of the wink wink as long as it's just you know maybe pine tar some some you know suntan lotion and some rosin we're okay with it but now we're at a point with the the spider tack and everything else that you know pitchers have weaponized it and it's already, I mean, it's already hard enough to hit, and we spend all this time, you know, talking about how boring baseball is and everything else. I blame the league, though, Alan. I mean, part of this, like, what was they were using this stuff back in 2019 when when you couldn't keep the ball in in the park, but now all of a sudden, because Major League Baseball decided to, they wanted to limit home runs, so they're going to deaden the ball, and make it lighter. That that now it's a big issue. Well, of course it's a big issue. You got a lighter ball, and they're still using the sticky stuff, and no one can hit, and everyone's striking out and everything else. So again, this is one of those typical mm-hmm. major league baseball things where they can't get out of their own way. Their instant replay stinks. Like it's just they, and they're so reactive with all this stuff. For a sport that I love, probably more than the sport I played, it, some of this stuff is really disheartening. Yeah, they got to get out in front it's, of it. Speaking of the sport you played, the headshot we're using for you again is the Buddy it's Christ. It's Buddy Come Christ. Come on, man. I don't the know where we go to Buddy Christ. The hair thinking, is beautiful, Rick. It's no, beautiful. That's a, that's a quit on life pitch right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should, the, was that the last season? Was that your last season in the league? That I don't photo? even remember, Alan. All the, I know Rick is, Alan, you know this, me and you working together. How many photo shoots did we do in that closet with Jeff Scopin? Like a, <laughs> 50 of them? I can't get an updated photo. So I used to host a show with Rick. Uh, five years ago, we started doing a show together in New York, and it was so many of those headshots that we would end up doing or, or those show shots that we would do in New York, and they never seemed to wind up anywhere. Instead, they dig up the what's now 11-year-old photo of Buddy Christ, Rick DPH. Yeah, and I used to joke, too. They asked me, like, why do you look like this? I'm like, well, if the, if the Islanders are going to eventually win a cup, it's going to take Jesus, so I might as well look like him. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Islanders get that win last night at the Coliseum. You've played in that building. When, you know, obviously the crowd's going crazy. They're chanting your name. Used to chant your name. You've played in the playoffs there. But what is that atmosphere like, especially coming out of a pandemic? And and really, is it the reason why the Islanders have had such great success at home this season? And I need notice, Rick, because Allen's going to take me and key to a game. Oh, yeah. I'm going to. I watched the game last night. I watched how incredible it was in the second period. So I'm pumped up about it. But I need you to give me provide color, please, about what my experience is going to be like. Okay, let me. So, I'll preface it by saying this: is you're going to get the updated version of of the barn. They put a little bit of lipstick on a pig, because when I played there, and Alan's right, like there were times I'll never forget. There was that series against Toronto. It was actually early on in my career. I just I got called up, and it was me and Trent Hunter, and we we were sitting in the press box. Alan was was in the press box with us, and he'll remember this. Sean Bates scores that that Game penalty six. shot goal against Curtis Joseph. Yeah. I legitimately thought the press box was going to collapse on itself. Like, the building shakes like that. So when you play in the postseason, and I can't even imagine now because, you know, fans are out of the house with the pandemic and everything else, you could feel it. Like, you could feel it as you're sitting in the locker room, like just after you got done chasing away the roaches with a a blowtorch (laughs) because the place is that – I mean, it was that gross. But, I mean, to to Alan's point, and you guys will will see this, because, Key, Jay, you know this. Like, at home, when you have that crowd, 
it's so much it's so much easier to to bring that focus, bring that intensity, and then when you do get the momentum to ride that momentum, it's it's a special place to play. Mm. So they'll face the Lightning again. What what do they have to do to get over the hump this year against the defending champs? They got to stay out of the penalty box. Um, it, the Tampa's power play is is stupid good. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, they got tons of top tier talent. Um, they got Kucherov back, who the guy doesn't even play a game in the regular season. Amazing. And and he comes back and he's he's already got 18 points, so he's dominating. They got you know points, Stamkos. They got the best goalie in the league. They got the best defenseman in the league. So they got their hands full. But I mean, they're hitting their stride at the right time. Guys have stepped up. Um, Paul Mary, who they brought in at the trade deadline, he's been huge for them. Uh, Brock Nelson had another great game last night. So um, it, it's going to be tough. But I, I think if they can they can play physical, may make it tough that that they'll have a chance. Look, Rick, your your co-host, uh, Chris Canty, had this market madness thing going on he introduced to us. But he picked Jacob DeGrom as the top guy to get a table here in the city of New York. Mm. DeGrom is, uh, you know, lost to Baker Mayfield yesterday, didn't quite, you know, meet expectations in their region of the market madness matchup. W- why would Canty pick Jacob DeGrom? Because he doesn't want to play the game right. That, that was not the game. It's not who's the best player. And, oh, by the way, I heard you guys talking about Cole and the 100 miles an hour and everything else. Just let me put into context what Garrett Cole did last night and how much different Jacob DeGrom is. So Cole last night threw four pitches, 100 miles an hour. So that's nine, nine pitches in the season. Jacob DeGrom's last start against San Diego, he threw 33 pitches, 100-plus miles an hour. It's insane. Yeah, what what he's doing. But, no, you guys, listen, I listen to to the show all the time with you guys because you know how much I love love you guys and, and I especially love Alan. Like, no, top of that list is, you know, KD's on that top of that list. Mm-hmm. Harden's on the top of that list. Judge is on the top of that list. Those guys, I mean, star-wise, celebrity-wise, those guys are going to get get tables at a club. Hell, when I play with the Islanders, we couldn't even get into a club in the city with a rookie party. They're like, <laughs> how much money you guys got? We're like, no, no, we're the Islanders. They're so? like, no, no, we need, we need some money. <laughs> that actually is a true story. Rico, we got to run. Believe it right there. Thanks for joining us, my man. Appreciate you. All Thank right, you, brother. fellas. All right, Rick DiPietro, again, former New York Islanders goaltender, and the Islanders moving on to the semifinals for the Stanley Cup playoffs for the second straight year. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Indeed. If you're hiring this summer, you need Indeed. With Indeed Instant Match, just post a sponsored job, and you'll immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. So we move into the world of college basketball. And John Shire. a major change happening at one of the biggest programs, if not maybe the biggest program in college basketball, Mike Krzyzewski, will step down after this coming season, and John Shire will take over the program after that. And John joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, John. Well, those are big shoes to fill. Uh, having a year to do it, will that help? Or would you rather just dive right into the job right now? Well, I, I think the year helps a lot. And, you know, obviously you get a chance to uh, look at the program a little bit differently. The fact you know it's, uh, you're going to take over as head coach after the year to do this with Coach K in this way. Obviously you're focused on the season to have a special year to end it the right way. Uh, but I, I would much rather do it this way. I think it's a really once-in-a-lifetime kind of su- succession. And the way we're going about it, we feel it's built for success. What's up, Johnny? How you doing, man? What's up, man? Great to be with you. You too, brother. Um, you know, you and I got a chance to talk after this whole thing went down, and uh, I'm, I'm curious. Ha- has it settled in what this year is going to be like? Because this year is going to feel like a movie. 
It, it really is. And I, I don't think it has settled in fully. You know, we, getting a chance, we got our freshmen here this past week, and we have some of the team here. Uh, and just talking with them, you go from last year where you're playing in an empty arena, uh, right, in Cameron Indoor, which is uh, – that felt like a movie in a different kind of way, by the way. Um, but this year, it's every game is going to be electric, you know, and no matter what coach says with wanting it to be, look, it's, it's about the team first and foremost, but I can tell you every single guy in that locker room, whether it be a coach or whether it be any of our players, we want to make sure we send them off the right way. So uh, there's going to be uh, a lot of motivation. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I, I'm sure we'll see some amazing crowds uh, in environments along the way. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Plus, the paparazzi is going to be all over you guys 24-7. It'll be interesting to see. How, how are you going to balance, John? You guys need the next-tier recruits, right? And I like the way that you guys have kind of built the succession plan out. How do you balance your on-the-bench responsibility compared to you being on the road to secure who the next class or classes will become? Well, it's a little bit of a fine line, right? I mean, there's uh, you're doing two jobs at once, which is – you're kind of doing that anyway, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, it's about this year. You know, we're all in on this season. We're all about winning a championship this year. Uh, uh, but also, like, I'll be on the road. There's, you can do both, and just like if I was a head coach. Uh, and it's a little unique, the fact that, look, I know it's uh, as we're recruiting, you, I don't have 41 years to look at or this season to look at how I'm coaching the team. Uh, but... Recruiting is about relationships. It's about building trust, as you know, Jay. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Coach, how are you going to put your own stamp on the program knowing you are following a living legend that is still currently on the sidelines with you, but also most likely you'll be in the stands doing your first year with Duke? Yeah, Keyshawn, I think it's something I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> uh, you know, I already know I'm not Coach K, right? I think that's – I got a leg up in, in, in that aspect. I'm not trying to be him. You know, he's one of one. He's, he's one of a kind. Uh, I, I do feel that I'm also uh, – I don't feel I have to prove that I'm different than him in any way. I'm not going to just do something just to do it. I'm going to follow my instincts fully. Whatever that means, it means. Uh, but, you know, as I go into this job, the conversations I've had with Coach – uh, as we make this transition, um, just going to follow my instincts. As simple as that sounds, I think it's, it's probably easier said than done. Uh, you know, he's done it. He's built this program up in such an amazing way. It's hard not to think about, all right, well, what would Coach do in this situation? What, what would he be thinking? Uh, and I've made a pact myself, made a promise. I'm going to follow my instincts and go ahead and, and do that. John, when you take the mantle and you're the next head coach at Duke University, Coach K will still be around the organization a ton, still have his office on the fifth floor. How do you plan on managing that aspect of it uh, with him still being close, close to the program? Well, he'll be on the sixth floor, by the way. So we're we're on the fifth floor. That's right, sixth floor. Sorry, one floor up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's he's up here. Um, no, but it, it, look, it's going to be uh, having him in house as a resource is a great. It's it's a great resource to have, right? I mean, it's um, I think there's nothing other than a positive about it. And uh, the thing that we're going to have to figure out is, you know, coach. I don't know what's going to happen during games. <laughs> you know, where is he? What's he doing? And we're going to have to work together on that. Uh, but. But in all seriousness, I think if any coach in the country could have 
Coach K at their disposal as a resource, whatever that may mean. You know, you go through some tough times as a coach, and uh, to have him in my corner is going to be really helpful. Uh, and I promise you I'm going to take him up uh, as long as he's open to it, picking his brain from time to time. Uh, John, there's a, a new landscape in college basketball and college sports in general. There's the, the thing called the portal and transferring in, transferring out. How are you going to handle the portal in terms of guys leaving or in terms of guys looking for a landing spot? Yeah, well, look, the, the college game has definitely changed since back in the day when Jay used to play and uh, since also back in the day when I used to play. I was going to say, okay, <laughs> but, right, um, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fair. I'm fair. Way back uh, But yours was really back in the day, just playing. so we're clear. <laughs> uh, but, you know, look, I think the most important thing is to take care of your players that are here, you know, and um, the, the amount of transfers we've seen this year has, uh, you know, been the most ever. Uh, we need to continue to adapt to make sure we take care of our players first and foremost. And, you know, look, w- there are some really great players out there. We're open to the portal. Uh, We've done it less than anybody. That would be our plan moving forward. But for the right thing, obviously we'll look to any way to acquire, you know, someone who's really talented and belongs at Duke University. So um, I can't give you a straight answer because there's a lot of moving parts. Uh, You know, you look at uh, what's happened, you know, with the G League last couple years and, you know, some competing leagues. We're going to continue to adapt. And I think no matter what, the right kids will still come to Duke University. No matter what the competing leagues and other opportunities are, we really believe we can find the right kids that belong at Duke. John Shire joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline, the future men's head basketball coach at Duke. That's after the coming season, so the coach in waiting, as they put it. One thing that Coach K said was that you're going to need to obviously add to your coaching staff, get an assistant. Are you looking for an experienced assistant, somebody that's got the recruiting connections or whatever you might need on the bench? Or would it be someone like, I don't know, maybe Jay Will, Stop. who doesn't have coaching experience, <laughs> but obviously has that kind of background and a cachet with recruits? Jay, what do you think? <laughs> no, here we go. Let's For me, on a side, I'm like, hey, I'm over here just doing my job, Let's John. Negotiate. I'm just doing my job. <laughs> Uh, you know, fortunately, I have the year to figure that out. I'm going to, you know, I know we can get someone that's really capable and, you know, a terrific coach. But, uh, Jay, I'll circle back with you in April. Does, <laughs> does that sound good? It does sound good, John. Hey, I, I do want to ask you this, man. You know, being from Illinois, um, playing basketball in that state, uh, you and Coach have a very special bond. Did you, ever, did you ever think you would be the next head coach of Duke? To be honest with you, no. I mean, if you know, the, the way this has all worked out, this isn't uh, necessarily uh, – this wasn't the plan. Um, and things happen, things change. I mean, what you went through with, you know, with your injury and accident, and um, I had it in a much different way. But sometimes things happen in life that puts you in a position. I'm incredibly grateful for it. There's some, you know, unique connections. The fact that Coach was 33 when he got this job, so am I. Um, being from Illinois, he, he likes to remind me that I'm the suburb guy. He's a, he's a city guy. Um, but uh, we, we still have those connections. And, you know, I'm incredibly grateful. I think, you know, in the past week, just as this has all unfolded, you look back in the moments throughout your life and also uh, the past few years where things just happen to line up. And um, you've got to be ready, obviously, and uh, just fortunate for the way it all went down and happened. 
Awesome, brother. John, did you have, though, an indication? Like, was, like, before the news got out, I mean, obviously there was some short conversations right before, but did you get, was it even a feeling during the year? Was it something you had in the back of your mind? No. <laughs> you know, during the year, the focus really was on, uh, one, the season, but then when the season ended, uh, you know, I, I interviewed for other jobs, and other schools had reached out to me and was pursuing that, and uh, my decision-making process at the time of those decisions uh, Duke didn't have, it wasn't, no thought in the back of my mind was, uh, am I going to get the Duke job two months from now? <laughs> that just, that wasn't a thing. And so uh, things have a funny way of working out. Um, coaches timing, uh, the opportunity, going through the interview process. Uh, and um, I'm glad things worked out the way they did. And I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's quite the story. Congratulations. All right, John, well, yes, congratulations, and certainly good luck to you going forward. And um, I don't know, we'll have to negotiate whether we'll let Jay go back to Duke to join you. <laughs> I already have a home and gun, man. It's already said. <laughs> All the best. Yeah, exactly. John. Thanks so much, guys. All right, brother. Thank John you. Shire Congrats, John. Good year hotline, and certainly good luck to him. All right, so getting back Jay to the baseball conversation. He could, though. It's too hard. Did you ever see him on NBA Countdown breaking it down on the board? I'm cool. I mean – we're good. He's very, good coach. He'd get nervous, start impressive. sweating, time out, mess up. Recruiting uh, would probably be the one area that I wonder how you would deal with. Recruiting. Because oh, like, you like if somebody just said to you, you know, hey, Jay, you know, thank you, but I'm gonna go to I'm he'll gonna do North it the Carolina, right way. You would lose it. No, he wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. He would no? he would just I, I, I would pivot and quickly take it come up back a into a different way. He would just take it up a notch. Take it up a notch? Yeah. So, so you, about, you mean put a little hey, more in Key, the bag? Put a little more in the bag? Here's what I need you to do for me. <laughs> Key, look, I need, look, Key, I need you at the FBO. Your guy at Adidas? I have the plane ready. College <laughs> <laughs> basketball. This bag's a little too light. We need to fill this bag up a little bit more. <laughs> right. Back to the baseball conversation. So they, they didn't call them the Nasty Boys for no reason. You remember them back in the day in the 90s? Mm. Uh, how nasty would it get if one of the Nasty Boys was facing Josh Donaldson last night? So we'll find out next. KJZ, ESPN Radio and ESPN News. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Spider Tech has become something we talk about now in baseball. But using substances to grip the baseball better has been something, as Garrett Cole did awkwardly explain uh, the other day, just something that has been going on in the sport forever. Yes. So let's bring in a pitcher Cheating. who would know, Rob Dibble, part of the Nasty Boys from the Cincinnati Reds, 1990 World Series champion, two-time All-Star as well, and host yeah, of the Rob, Rob Dibble Show 
on 97.9 ESPN Hartford. Rob, good morning. So I want before we get to anything, I want you to react to something that Michael Kay said yesterday on his show in New York City about what he would have done last night if he was Garrett Cole. I'll tell you what, what Michael K, the player, would do, and it's, I'm not advocating, please don't think I'm advocating for it, <laughs> but I think Chris Carlin said at the end of the show yesterday with us, Josh Donaldson's getting one right in the ribs for opening his mouth. <laughs> well, why, why, why are you jumping me? Even Cole said that, that was low-hanging fruit because he's, he's the guy right. with the big contract. He's getting one right in the ribs in the first inning. Right in the ribs. You want to talk? Try talking with a broken rib. Right, Kay is the voice of the Yankees, of course, for the Yes Network. So, Dibs, how would you have handled that situation last night? Well, that was a little excessive by Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, Garrett did exactly what he should do against Donaldson. Strike him out and give him an 0 for 3 and send him back to the dugout dragging his bat. I mean, I think it's laughable. I watched the game. Uh, Cole was throwing in the sixth inning 100 miles an hour. Uh, his knuckle curve was unhittable. And he doesn't need spider tack to destroy these guys. And I, I think it's laughable that anybody thinks putting a little sticky stuff on your hand is going to make you more accurate uh, or, or more precise. Yeah, it'll give you a better spin rate, but you still got to pitch. You still got to throw a strike in the strike zone, and the strike zone is as small as it's ever been. So, I mean, what Josh Donaldson said was, was hot garbage. What these writers are writing about is hot garbage. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I run a program where I have five travel teams. I have about 60 pitchers, and I have enough trouble trying to get them to throw it over the plate. So, <laughs> you know, the, the analytics people are destroying the game because they're forgetting the, the easy analytics. Let me give you quick numbers. First pitch strike, seven out of ten times you get an out. O two 2 count, nine out of ten times you get an out. And I'm going to give you this stat about Mike Trout. Mike Trout, greatest hitter in our game today, hitting 333 for his career. If you get him 0-2, he hits 182. Wow. You get him 1-2, he's hitting 191. Mm. If you're behind him 2-0, he hits 487. Wow. So it's it's guys, it's about strike throwing and accuracy. And writers can sit here and try and blow smoke up the owners' butts all day. But the, guys, this is more about the collective bargaining agreement and trying to separate the union. I, I was a player rep. This is all crap by the owners. You know what we're not talking about? Moving the All-Star game. We're not talking about the Astros cheating. We're not talking about any of that crap. Now we're going to pick on the pitchers? So, to me, this is just all a bunch of crap. So, Rob, how much more leverage does this give the owners in that negotiation? Uh, The the owners have no real power, and and neither does Rob Manfred, and he knows it. Uh, What they pulled last year, when they should have played 100 100 games, they – they, there's a lawsuit right now for a half a billion dollars for, for back pay by the Players Association because, the, you know, listen, they didn't negotiate in good faith. They never do. And this is exactly what they're trying to pull here with this, this newest, oh, we're going to leak this. Up. Yeah, how many guys are actually using some kind of substance? A handful? And then you have guys coming out saying 70%, 80%. Show me. Show me the video. Show, show me the guys cheating. Because I'm going to tell you right now, guys, they're not good at it. There's a bunch of pitchers that stink in the major leagues, <laughs> and they shouldn't even be there. We got 13 pitchers on every major league staff. That's just ridiculous. So I honestly cut down the rosters to 22. How about thinking about that? Maybe make pitchers go deeper into games. So to, to me, this is just a lot of to do about nothing. Dibs, um, Garrett Cole kind of, sort of in a roundabout way, 
mentioned a day or so ago that these sort of things have been in baseball, kind of handed <laughs> down from the Rob Dibbles of the world, kind of, sort of, that, you know, to, so we kind of keeping it going. Is there anything to that? Now, nah, he didn't mention there's your that, name clearly. He, but, I'm know. not going to lie to you. There, there's totally stuff to that because, listen, and, and, and I'm not going to whine about it because they did it even in, a, in my day. They, they've made the baller smaller. They've, they've compressed the seams. They've made it hard. And I was even thinking before I was going to come on here, because I know Key and Jay, you guys are thinking about this. How about, Key, if we took the laces off of foot? See, you said that, and you we lost you. I think we lost oh, him. Then we lost wow. him. Yeah. They cut his he started, I get where he was going. He started attacking but you football. Took the laces off the no, football. No, no, no. You see what he was the saying, seams off the What if they did that? Would it be harder for a, a – would it be tougher for a quarterback to throw it? Some yes. quarterbacks don't even throw it. Don't the even laces. use the laces. Yeah, okay, but but, well, see, but the most teams in basketball, a lot, a lot most players do. do shoot. They find. I mean, it's the first thing I do when I pass you the ball. You find the seams. You find that yeah. seam on the basketball oh, as well. Lie. It would be a lot harder to do. And I think that's the point he's making yeah. is that they lowered the seams. It's something that Pete Alonso talked about that he feels like they were doing that. Yeah, the seams were raised before, and you could actually really you feel get a little grip get on a, it. Get a grip on it. And then they lower. Then they they. they Whatever happened in production, the manufacturing of the baseball, the seams were lowered, the ball flies, well, and the all the home are, runs were hit. So and Alonzo's suggesting that they change the ball based on the, the, your free agent class yeah, once to keep the, the, keep the finances down. Once the seams are even with the actual ball, it's harder to grip right? because it becomes slick. When right. you got the seams raised, you can, put your, you, know, you can kind of grab it and rip it. I mean, that, what Alonzo said is jarring. Like, it, and that sounds like a conspiracy that he, like, st- he stuck to it. In fact, all right, well, you do have the sound. Here's Pete Alonzo. This is the first baseman of the Mets, who's a terrific player and actually a really good interview. And he was saying beyond the, the sticky – no, no. I don't care if the pitchers are using this stuff. He took it a step further about an issue, a bigger issue for baseball. Take a listen to this. I don't want 99 slipping out of someone's hand because they didn't have enough feel for it. I think that the – the biggest concern is that uh, Major League Baseball manipulates the baseballs year in and year out, depending on the free agency class or guys being in an advanced uh, part of their arbitration. So I do think that's a big issue, um, the ball being different every single year. How about that? Wow. that well, I mean, that's quite a suggestion that, that you've got owners sitting in a room deciding, well, we've got to can keep the numbers down. We have all these pitches available in free agency. Let's let's make sure that they don't have these big years and big numbers. And then it's now we got all these big hitters that are going to come up in free agency or arbitration. Let's make sure the pitchers have the advantage this time, so their numbers are down because it's a numbers based sport. And your money and what you make, especially because of arbitration, is absolutely based on on that. We have we have Rob Dibble can back. I, can I say something before we have? Go ahead, yeah, yeah, Jay. It, it feels like baseball is just a complete blank show. Oh my God! Yes, it's a complete blank show. Yeah, it doesn't feel. We're it, not it like is. celebrating the game or talking about great. Like, it's every story that comes out around baseball is about how baseball is screwed up. It's why owners and players. Why that's one league where it's just they never ever get along. We have Dibs back. So thanks for joining us again. Did you hear what Pete Alonso said? And I'd like to get your reaction to that. I did. It's a hundred percent correct. Um, how, how about this? Major League Baseball buys Rawlings in twenty eighteen. Major League Baseball owns the baseball company. Right. The manufacturer. So they, they they can manipulate the balls any way they want. But I don't even think about that. I love what you guys just said. We should be celebrating these guys. These you know, Nick Castellos is having a great yes. uh, season with Cincinnati. Winker's having a great season. 
Uh, you got you got a bunch of 23-year-old guys that are close to 20 home runs right now. So you 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 essentially have some of the greatest stars in baseball. How about this? How about the commissioner saying Mike Trout should promote himself? <laughs> Could you imagine if the NBA didn't promote promote LeBron James? Can you imagine That's if he, the, the NFL built. didn't promote its stars? It's right. crazy. It's crazy. The, the, they need a new commissioner. They need it as fast as possible. And and it's just it's awful. So there's there's so many great stars in baseball right now. And I agree with you guys. We should not be talking about the negative side of it. Rob, can you go back to that analogy that you were just about to draw for us, where you said, "Key, imagine if you know, if, if, or a basketball, take the laces, take off, the the laces football. off the football, right. they're yeah. off the basketball." Yeah, it's because it's with baseballs. They, it, about 25 years ago, they started making the seams almost non-existent on a baseball. So there's really nothing you can do to grip it. So if anybody watched me during my career, what I would do behind the mound, I would squeeze and compress the balls to raise the seams up. My teammate, Norm Charlton, would use his fingernails to raise the seams up. They, they don't even give you a, a, a good ball to work with. You know, here's another thing people may not realize. They rub mud on the ball before the game. They call it Mississippi mud. It's in a can, and they rub it on the ball. Why? Because it's, it's a slick substance that's hard to grip. So, you know, it, to me, I had to rub that crap off of there just so I could grab the ball and try to get a seam. I, honestly, it's, it's, it, to me, it's not easy to pitch. I'm very passionate about it. I couldn't throw a good breaking ball until I was 22. I could always throw hard and accurate. Once I got a breaking ball, two years later, I'm in the major league. So don't, don't diminish what pitchers do by trying to say putting some tackiness on your finger makes you a major league pitcher. That's just it's, it's disturbing to me. It's amazing, this sport. And the, the controversy it has, and it rarely has to do with what actually is going on on the field. Dibs, we appreciate your time. This was great insight. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dibs. Appreciate it. No you, problem, man. guys. Have a great morning. And Rob Dibble great again. insight. Won a World Series with the Reds, two-time All-Star, and now hosts Rob Dibble's show on 98.97.9 ESPN Hartford. That was terrific stuff. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. August join us on the Goodyear Hotline as Dibble just did. By the way, commercial insurance through Progressive protects your business and your dream. Choose from over 30 coverage options at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Coming up next, let's play some fill in the blank and we'll find out if USC is finally going to go to the CFP. That is next. But first, but first, is there a first? There's no, no first. he's just messing with yeah. it. Don't no, stop. All that is coming up next to him. KJZ, ESPN Radio, <laughs> and on the ESPN app. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. All right, KJZ, we do some fill-in-the-blank. It's brought to you by attorneys Cordell and Cordell. Oh, Fair divorce for men. Fair divorce. one dads law Evan, take it away. Yeah, this is actually Jay's idea, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest this one. This will be first up and fill-in-the-blank. Uh, the Jay NFL player that will have a Trey Young-like breakout season this year is blank. Jay, you go first. Your idea. This year? Yeah. A Trey Young-like breakout? Yeah, okay. why do you seem, why okay. do you, why do you seem, seem no, confused no, I was by just, that? No, I was just trying to put it all together. So this, yeah, okay, go. I'm going to go with my New York love here. It's wishful thinking. Uh-oh. Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. All of a sudden, the legs, the arm, it's all going to come together. I mean, I, I, not he, fumbling. I, he's going to be healthy. You got all the pieces that you need. Saquon, you got Kenny Galladay, you got the wide receiver core, you got different tight ends. He's the fastest player you know, on the team. I mean, you, you, well, you got the pieces there. Not stumble. Right. That was an amazing highlight, wasn't it? Like he got to like 22 miles an hour and then pff, fell. And <laughs> Tracked by whatever statistics or whatever they call it. Right, no, I know. Or whatever. All right, so Danny Dimes is your guy. Danny Keith, Dimes. You have a guy, you have a, 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 bra- a young breakout player that's about to, that's like, we're going to be talking about him by the end of the season. Sam Darnold. Sam. I think Sam, when you get Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, and those guys down there, I think you. We got to think Sam. He's going to have such an amazing season that the Jets fans are going to go nuts. They're going to start rooting for the Carolina Panthers. Okay. Why are you looking like that? No, no, I like Alan, it. Alan, do you have one? Or, or? I, don't, I don't have one. Okay, no, because no, those, those, I would have to think great. twice about said it. Great. All right, let's move on. The Nets would rather play the blank in the, East Co- in the Eastern Conference Finals. Alan, you got one there? Hawks. They would like to play the Hawks. I'd rather, if you're Nets, you'd much rather play the Hawks than play the 76ers. Really? Yeah, I think the 76ers match up great versus them defensively. And offensively, they can, they can play pretty well. And you have to handle Joel Embiid, which the Nets have no answer for. And I guess you'd look at the Hawks and think, that's a younger team, hasn't been there, might be too big of a stage for them with those stars. Hawks, so yeah, all right. for sure, Hawks. Yeah. All right, let's the go. preseason Evan. is most important to blank NFL player. Preseason? This year's preseason. We didn't have one last year. Is most important to? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Justin Fields. Jordan Love, Justin Fields, Sam Darnold. Sam, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of players you can put in that list. The college football playoffs, did you guys see this? They might expand 10 teams, 12 teams. It's currently four teams. Mm-hmm. The college football playoff would need blank number of teams for USC to actually make it. <laughs> this is field of sixty-four. Just, wow! Just kidding. Leave Who asked alone. that question? Who came up with that? That's not nice. Key, That's what's your answer? Nice, yeah. The key, what's your answer? What'd you need? Field of twelve. I don't think he's playing this game anymore. I think he's taking it. He's checking out. We've lost Key for the segment. Key's shirt is blank blue. It's we Carolina blue. <laughs> Which was so disrespectful when we brought John Shire Actually, on the show. Actually, is a Carolina blue shirt. What was I supposed to wear? Something other than Adidas? Just because we had a coach here? <laughs> I mean, Duke was a Nike school. Hello. It's not Do we need the college football playoffs to be 12? No. Apparel on barrel crime. Do we need to expand the college football playoff beyond four? Does yes, it need you to do. Be, yes, of course it needs to be expanded. For every team, not just USC. Everybody. All right, so just taking USC out of the equation, just in, in all reality, though, what yes. should it be? Should it be eight? 
man, I'd take that thing to 16. You would really put that much into it. So yeah. you're, you'd have to start the season sooner or have a shorter season? I just, what do they play, 12 games yeah. right now? I'd pray, I'd bring Starting it down in like to like, the second to last week of I'd August. I'd bring it like down to 11. Yeah. We love tournaments, man. I mean, look look at what happened with the whole, I mean, postseason tournament for the NBA. I mean, people, we love that. Now, do you use it because you wouldn't know who the next opponent's going to be? Do you just use the bowl sites, right? Would you use the bowl sites You're getting as... really in-depth right now. You're, no, you're, I'm you're, just curious because you're it's... digging deep. Well, because you don't know who's next, so you'd have to have availability. That's a lot to do in one week's time. To do week what? To week to To set up the next game. Whoever you beat and that team won, now you guys got to play here. Okay. Well, that stuff not, is scheduled in advance. Hey, make billions of dollars. We okay. can figure it out. So, so you give them an extra. You give them a bye week. Season's over. There's a buy in between. The people set up their travel arrangements. You go. That's a lot of time, isn't it? You have advanced. Uh, you have advanced teams that do that. What do you think happens when you are in the NFL and you make the playoffs? You're not sitting around saying, "Okay, I don't know where my hotel is going to be. I don't know who I'm getting ready to play." No, you figure out. Right, we're going to play Jacksonville. I think you misunderstood what I potentially, meant. Potentially, or mis- we're going to play misun- this team. You misunderstood. So you would have to then designate all of the bowls that you now have, right? Yes. That would have to be wiped out, and you use those bowls yeah, the and bowls their sponsors. Is garbage anyway. I mean, but it you may use be them and say, okay, you're going to be this round. You're going to be this round, and yeah. these two teams will play there. So that like that, that building, all that's ready. You just don't know who the two teams are. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Right? Wouldn't that make sense? Makes and sense. then you just rotate that around so everybody gets a chance at having whether it's a, a, a Final Four, whether it's a championship, or just whether go it's home and away. You know, you do it that way. Yeah, you go home and away, away and you get the you best go, record. On, on campus. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? You certainly could do you that. You have a higher too. seat, you coming to us. Yeah. You really want to play in the Bahamas Popeye Chicken Bowl? Uh, but that's Nothing wrong with Popeye's. A, you, I'm sorry. Nothing. It's like college Popeyes football. It's always going to be about the sponsors and the money first, isn't it? <laughs> I'm talking about the bowl. <laughs> I'm talking about the bowl well, like December 13th. He's Sean J. Will Zoom, and we are presented by Progressive insurance i've always been fascinated about how they could use the bowls and still be able to play bowls of chicken a championship so hey the polar bear delivered a message that might send chills through the commissioner's office that's next kjz espn radio thanks for listening to Keyshawn j will and zubin make sure to subscribe rate and review you can hear the show live weekdays at 6 eastern on espn radio espn news or wherever you stream your audio Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.